Okay, okay, okay. Versatile Vigilante, Young Vince, Uncle Vinny. Here are the very special guests, the soccer sensation, Mr. Chris Nanko. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for having me. What's going on, bro? Nice to be here. My pleasure, man. Appreciate you coming out. Yeah. Um, You're an interesting guy. I see you making a lot of moves. I see you dibble and dabble in a lot of different things. Um, Because it is, you know, first time meeting you. When you, I, have you done an interview before, by the way? Yeah, yeah. Of course, You've done yeah, before. Yeah, yeah, I've done a lot of podcasts and stuff like that, too. So Experience. Yeah. I love that. If, yeah. I'd love to kind of dig into a little bit to your background and then go from there. So where did you grow up? And then we can take it from there. Yeah, so, I mean, my parents are from Jamaica. Um, I grew up, though, I was born in Canada. I grew up in Brampton. Um, so, you know, been playing soccer and stuff in Brampton ever since I was, like, the age of four. Um, and then, you know, throughout my career, I've been all over the place, places in Europe, places in America, and then also here in Canada. So, um, so yeah, that's, that's pretty much, uh, pretty much me. Um, yeah. Very cool, man. So you, soccer was pretty much number one for you growing up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like growing up, I played a ton of sports and stuff. Um, but you know, soccer was always the one that I knew, like I wanted to play. Um, the one that like, I really like fell in love with, uh, you know, Growing up, uh, my my one of my older brothers played. So I have two older brothers. One played football, and then one played soccer. Um, so I was around the game like my whole life. And then my younger sister also played soccer. So I was kind of like born into it. Yeah, real shit, family business. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Love that, bro. When you were. Um like, what age were you when you were like, man, I could take this pretty seriously. I've got something here. Yeah, I mean, um, honestly, like like since I was four like even like people like my family and when they came to watch me and stuff like that like uh they kind of saw that you know like I wasn't like like the other kids like just you know like running around the field cluelessly and stuff like that like I actually kind of like you know caught on to the the game quickly um but you know I think by that time I was probably like six years old or something like you could see like I wanted to do this competitively um, you know, I joined, I joined Brampton and then, um, you know, we had a lot of good players, a lot of guys that are still playing to this day and that have gone professional. Um, so, you know, it was like a lot of us local talent guys coming together and, and, and playing together from the 95 age group. And, uh, I think, yeah, like around six and six or seven years old, you know, like you, people saw that, you know, we could really do something with this. Love that, bro. I I find, like, we're both 95. I find, like, when we were kids, soccer was still not that popular in Canada. I feel like your kind of generation is leading the way of popular. Canadian soccer has made it a long way. Yeah. I feel like you guys were kind of pioneers in that. Yeah, I think, like, you know, when you look back at at our age group and the the older age groups as well, too, um, you, you see, like, we didn't have a lot of opportunities that the kids have now um especially because there wasn't no there was no pro leagues here um like there is now uh with the cpl and stuff like that so a lot of our opportunities had to come from like you know going places overseas um and even that was it was difficult because you know canada soccer wasn't um represented or wasn't as big of a thing um you know worldwide as it is now um so yeah like it's it's good to have those those streams now for the for the younger generation um but you know like yeah like my generation and the older generations yeah it was more of like a a pioneer kind of building block kind of thing for for canada soccer um and you know it's it's still uh it's it's in pretty good hands now so absolutely man did you have you are you into coaching right now um i'm thinking about it uh i haven't really done it i mean like i've done like camps here and there and stuff like that but uh I've been thinking about, you know, for what was to come after my playing. 
Um, and, you know, I, I think, like, I would probably want to get into, like, you know, maybe, like, privates or, or um, small groups and stuff like that. So, yeah. I think that would be dope. I feel like you'd be a very relatable guy for Yeah, for you know, kid. like, with me, it was – it my my whole career kind of has been all about, you know, like – trying to create something for the next generation um trying to create opportunities for for kids you know the opportunities that were created for me as well um trying to pass that along um and you know just pass on uh you know my my experiences and my knowledge of the game and the different pathways that you can go um you know because obviously i went through the college pathway um you know i played in europe i played uh in america played in canada all over the place and stuff like that so um, you know, like, and a lot of the younger guys that, that, you know, I know that I've played with and stuff, they, they look to me to, to ask me questions and stuff like that. I just had one of the guys that I played with call me the other day and he was just asking me about, you know, different things cause he's in college right now. So, um, so yeah, like I, that's, that's something that, you know, I think, um, you know, always kind of connected me to the next generation and something that, you know, I look forward to, to passing on. Very important, man. That willingness to give back, yeah. share what you've learned. Yep very very valuable you mentioned you played in the states where uh where did you play yeah so um i played in the states so i went to school in syracuse university um i did three and a half years there finished school the orange uh, yep yep <laughs> finished school there and then i got drafted to philadelphia um i played there for two years um and then after that i came to canada and then re- most recently this year earlier this year i was playing uh in iowa with uh with des moines all over the place yeah yeah (laughs) syracuse is a massive school bro how was that going there it was crazy man um honestly that was that was an experience in itself i still miss it to this day uh you know i still talk to some of my buddies from um from down there and stuff like that so uh it's uh yeah it was definitely an experience you know like soccer wise it was a it was a great school you know there was times we were there was one year that was really good we were ranked number one we went to the final four um and then you know every other year we were doing really well too uh we won an acc championship um so yeah like it was a it was a really good school soccer wise and you know this past year they just won the the national tournament too so they're doing really well um and yeah and then just you know in general just off like non-soccer related you know it was a great school to go to like very fun like i think it was ranked like top five party schools every year i was there and stuff so it was a great environment you know absolutely man how did you get along with the other because there's it's a big sports school in general how did you get along with the other teams yeah i think you know all the all the other teams like we kind of had like a mutual respect and stuff you know everybody like it's a big it's a big family there because you know syracuse doesn't have any uh professional teams there so like the college is looked at to be like their professional like team like you know all the the locals come out and support games and stuff like that um so yeah you get you really get along with like the other teams uh you know i think we were very close with like yeah like women's soccer and like you know we talked to like all the basketball guys and the football guys and stuff like that so like you know everybody just wanted to see everybody do well and and you know just put on for the for the school that's very dope community base yeah yeah, i like that a lot and then you went directly to philly from there yeah yeah i got drafted to to philly i think that was what 2016 17 that's mls yeah, MLS, but then I signed with their second team, so in this in the USL. Okay. Yeah, uh, but yeah, that was a great experience. I was there for two years. Um, you know, learned a lot. Uh, you know, I got to train with the MLS team at t- MLS team at times, um, and then you know we we did good. We had a couple playoff runs, um, and you know it was just a great uh, jump for me to to learn and and you know be away from home, be in, a, in an environment where I could just focus on on soccer and. Uh, 
you know, kind of try, try to elevate my game to the next level. 100%. I've heard from college athletes before when they go into like a professional league, yeah. kind of miss the close-knit vibe of college did you feel that a little bit yeah i think so i mean it was it was kind of different because like the um the atmosphere i was in in philly was like you know like we had um the apartments and stuff and we were living with our teammates so we're kind of still close-knit but um you know i think nothing comes close to to college because you know you're 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 with these guys you're living with these guys for like a good four years or whatever it is and you know you see each other every day you're you're training every day you have classes with some of the guys on your team and stuff uh you're living with them so like yeah i think uh yeah, it does nothing nothing gets close like nothing comes close to that that kind of environment yeah you're damn near in the army yeah guys, basically man. basically that's that becomes your new family especially when you're away from home living on campus and stuff so yeah Hundred percent, bro. When you uh, when you you went to Philly, then Iowa. What kind of happened after that? So I went. So I know I went to Philly, um, and then I came back to Canada. Okay. Uh, so and then I came to Canada for what was it? Four years. Uh, played with Forge in Hamilton, um, and then so there won three championships out of the four years I was there, um, and then I went to Iowa this year, er, earlier on in this year, and then to Finland. Very well traveled guy, yeah, bro. Yeah, <laughs> and extremely different places. Iowa, Hamilton, Finland. Yeah, like. de- yeah, definitely different, different um, experiences there. Um, totally different places and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, you go from from New uh, like Syracuse, where basically you 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 just live on campus and stuff. Everything's on campus that you need. You go to Philly obviously amazing city um and then you go to hamilton i guess like there's not much to do in hamilton but steel town you know uh, very yeah steel town industrial city um and then you go to iowa i was like i don't even know what i can describe it yeah it's like it's just out there in the middle of nowhere you know like very relaxed chill and stuff like that and then finland is just a totally different country so different atmosphere there I got to hear more about Finland because that was your most recent stuff. That's my most recent. You just I, got back. I literally just got back October 5th. So, <laughs> Welcome back, bro. Thank you. Appreciate Welcome it. back. Yeah. What led up to Finland, first of all? Like, how the hell did you get out there? Yeah, so um, I, was playing in, I was playing in Iowa and then, uh, you know, like an agent reached out to me and um, they're like, yeah, like, uh, we want to, like, represent you if you're not being represented right now. And we have, uh, uh, we'll try to find you some opportunities and stuff. And then, you know, they work closely with them. Um, with um some teams out there um so yeah they brought me uh out there and then i was just like you know what like this is like my my time to go play in europe uh, i want to experience it because obviously when you're a little kid you just dream of playing in europe that's like the number one thing um so yeah i was like let me let me go out there see what it's all about um and then yeah i went out there and I, you know i love to i love playing out there the atmosphere because you know like footy comes first out there and uh you know, it's not like it's not like here in Canada where you have like hockey and, yeah. and basketball and all that stuff. Um, but yeah, like it's just it's just a different atmosphere out there, and you know, it's more of a chill environment. It was nice to get away from like you know the busy, busy Toronto lifestyle and everything like that. So it was good. Very cool, man. What was the competition level like up there? Yeah, it was a good competition. Um, you know, I think uh, it's definitely definitely comparable to you know Canada uh, and the CPL and stuff like that. Um, and then I think like, you know, there's a lot of talent, uh, <clears throat> there's a lot of talent out there. Um, uh, yeah, but like, you know, I'm always looking to, to m- take a step higher and everything like that. So, uh, yeah, I just had to go out there, do my thing. And, you know, 
uh, hopefully next year something better comes along too. Represent Brampton out in Finland. Exactly. Love yeah. it, bro. How was the nightlife out there? Because that's gotta oh, be the way nightlife, different. It's 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 weird. So when I was out there, I was in a small a small town. So like I think in the town there was like somebody told me there was only like a population of like six thousand people. <laughs> so I was like, okay, there's nothing to do out here. So the small like that town I was in, there's nothing to do out there. But uh, there's like they have like bigger cities, um, and everybody takes the train out there because. You have to get like you have to go like three hours to this place or four hours to this place, whatever it is. Um, so like in the bigger cities, the nightlife and everything is is good. Um, you know, I think like Helsinki is like basically like Toronto, just like a smaller version kind of. Um, so the nightlife is good out there, um, but just like where I was, uh, it wasn't it wasn't that great. They had the bar, yeah. one bar for the town. <laughs> yeah, that's fucking hilarious, bro. <laughs> and then coming back home, did that change your perception a little bit, like? wanting to go back out there maybe or other yeah. parts of europe yeah i think um you know i would I, I would definitely go back out there um you know i think especially like being able to play like a full year out there and see um see how I, how well i do um i think that would be a, a a great experience for me um but yeah i'm open to honestly i'm open to playing in different places i, I like to go travel to different places experience different cultures and stuff like that so um, whether it's coming back to Canada, going to America, Finland, or even another country, like I'm open to, to anything, to be honest. It's a great way to be, man. Yeah. Keep yeah. your options open. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, like that's what they, they call, they, they call the game the, like the world, this is the world sport, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So it's, uh, you know, everywhere you go, every country you go is different. It's different in every country. So, you know, I want to experience, uh, experience as much as I can. Very smart. Yeah. Very, very smart. That's dope, bro. A question I like to ask athletes, just because this happened recently. I don't know if you might have been in Finland for this. Did you hear about the hockey coach, Mike Babcock? Like, he got into some shit because he was asking players to see their phones. Really? I don't know if you heard about no, that. I didn't hear and about he's it. got a reputation for being, like, a dickhead, yeah, you know? Yeah. So I was kind of curious to hear from a soccer player's perspective, yeah. like, coaching culture in soccer. Did you ever deal with coaches that disrespectful where you felt like it wasn't helping you as a player it was just kind of yeah. mind uh, games no i don't think so i think like yeah all the coaches that i've i've had were really good coaches really uh respectful and like i've i've been on teams where there's pretty much like younger coaches so like they're kind of you know more relatable and stuff so i think yeah like i haven't been on any any teams where something like that's going on uh luckily enough like yeah. haven't had to experience anything like that but that's yeah just hearing that that's that's a crazy situation there it's crazy right because yeah. i'm like damn how would i react to something yeah. like that and those so. hockey guys are different yo those guys are crazy too so <laughs> exactly man exactly so you're wearing i noticed you got yeah, something yeah. specific on bro that's not just some got, regular yeah. brand i got a little bit of of my brand what i do on the side when it comes to after after soccer and stuff like that so my brand, I have uh, Kicked Up Culture, so that's what it is. Show that um, off more, bro. Yeah, bro. Kicked, kicked up, culture. up Culture. This is our 3D puff hoodie. I pretty much sold out now, but I got to make some more. But, um, uh, yeah, like oversized hoodie. Zips all the way zips up, Zips all too. the way up. Um, 3D puff printing and stuff like that. So, uh, like, good material, heavyweight. Everybody loved it. Um, I actually went to, was selling these out in Foot Locker as well, too, in Brampton uh, last year did so well um everybody's begging me for more and now so i gotta i gotta get on that but yeah that's my that's my brand um that's what i rep and everything like that so yeah walking billboard yep exactly good for you bro you gotta give me the history of this though now you told me yeah, about your yeah, soccer sure. kicked up where, where was this sure. born so basically like it all started so i cut hair 
So it all started. I've always I've cut hair. I've always been into fashion. Um, so basically how it all started is growing up, like I was always that kid. Like if you ask any of my friends, I was always that guy that had like the crazy hairstyles, like mohawk, colored hair, designs in his hair, everything like that. Um, so like I traveled a lot. So I never had a specific barber and I never had a specific barber that knew like what kind of like exactly what to do to my hair. So I ended up like just as I was traveling and stuff, I ended up learning how to cut my own hair. Um, and then eventually, like, I got, like, good enough where people were asking me, like, yo, why do you always have, like, a fresh haircut? And I'm like, yo, I cut my own hair. And then they, they're like, okay, can you cut my hair? And I was like, I could try. And then uh, one, led, one thing led to another, and I kept on cutting hair. I got better and better. And then when I, went, when I came back to Canada in 2018, um, the end of 2018, uh, I was like, you know what? Might as well just maybe start a business or whatever and, like, um, so that's when I started the haircutting business. And then, um, from that, I was like, you know, like, let me just like make some hoodies and stuff or like uh, with a logo on it so I can like, uh, cut hair and that and everything. And then people started liking that and they wanted it. So I'm like, you know what, I could make clothing and sell clothing and stuff like that too. And then, so I started that in 2019. Um, and that's where like the brand really like started taking off. Um, and then, yeah, so I've been doing the brand since 2019, uh, making all different types of clothes, clo- clothing. We have like knitwear, accessories, um, sweatsuits, t-shirts, hats. Uh, like I don't know anything you can name. We we pretty much have it. But yeah, it's it's been it's been growing uh, pretty much. Uh, yeah, pretty rapidly. And like all the all the people I work with, like models, um, photographers, videographers. Everybody's like local from like Brampton or GTA area. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it's pretty enjoyable. Very dope, bro. I'm very yeah. impressed, man. You, this guy says, I had to learn to cut my own hair <laughs> yeah, man. and turn that <laughs> into a damn business. Times were tough, yo. Times were tough. <laughs> Fuck, that's amazing, bro. Yeah, bro. That t- I give you a lot of respect for that. It takes a lot of balls. First of all, just to cut your own hair is yeah. a ballsy move. Yeah. And then to turn that into your own business, yep. man. Yep. There was one time I was in Florida. It all started because I was in Florida <laughs> one time and like the barber just messed me up, like pushed back one of my corners and like I was just like, oh my God, bro. I was like, yeah, I can't let this happen again, bro. <laughs> and that was it. That was it, bro. And <laughs> then the business started. Did you ever fuck up your own hair? Um... I was I haven't I don't think I've ever fucked it up. I would just say like I like probably the fade or something hasn't been the cleanest like in the early stages, but I've never like did something where somebody just like like noticed it like oh like that was a terrible haircut Chris or something like that, you know? Uh I was like, yeah. And like especially with not not with anybody else. I like made sure like I was good on my own <laughs> before yeah. I touched anybody else's hair. So you got to be the, the most popular guy on the team then, bro. Everyone's oh, got to be lining up for cuts. Yeah, everybody's like, "Oh, you cut hair?" Like especially when I was going to these these new teams and stuff, like everybody's everybody's just like, "You cut hair?" Okay, good. Good. Like <laughs> <laughs> after training, you and me. I'm like, "All right, cool. I got you." <laughs> there we go, man. You cement your role on the team yeah, right exactly, there. Yeah. I don't know if you ever watched Ted Lasso. You ever yeah, see yeah, that show? Yeah, I was I watching that recently. There was the yeah. guy the one of the players yeah, was cutting the yeah, hair. Yeah. There we go. That's real shit. <laughs> yeah. Based on Chris Nanko, man. Yeah. That's fucking awesome, bro. Yeah. And then with Kicked Up, did you see it to be what it is today? Like, I, I... Honestly, like, I didn't, like... Honestly, I just went with the flow. I, like, I'm still learning to this day because, like, I'm still learning about, like, the different things in fa- fashion, like, manufacturers and, and all that stuff, like, different um, products and, and materials and everything like that. So, uh, I honestly didn't see... You, it growing as rapidly as it did and like seeing it be what it is today and like now it's like i feel like it's an actual like 
like proper brand rather than just like a clothing like a clothing line or anything like that like yeah we we do like we've done like charity work we raised a lot of money for like black lives matter movement um you know we we dibble and dabble in different lanes now and stuff like that and i'm, I'm planning on expanding and stuff and if i do end up doing the coaching stuff then i'll do it through the brand as well too um and you know like in the future like i want to you know, have, have it be something like I, and I've talked with my boys. I want to have it be like a business where like me and all my boys are working together to to build up and shout out to my boy Markel. He cuts hair with me as well, too. Um, so. So, yeah, like me and him have been starting it since day one. And then, you know, I want to have like my other boys come in and, and join us as well, too. It's so sick when you start something and then you realize, holy shit, there's so many different things within this yeah, thing. Yeah, like, exactly. You think about a T-shirt, you don't think about the manufacturing, you don't think about yeah. all the other things. Yeah, I've been I've been learning a lot, and you know, it's been it's definitely been a learning process for me. But it, like, I I enjoy it, and and you know, it's something that's fun for me, especially to you know, especially like if if soccer's not going good or something is something to to get me away from that, and you know, like kind of like keep me level headed and everything like that. So. Absolutely, man. Yeah. I think it's really great because with, with any sport, any physical thing, like you got to know there it's not forever. Yeah. And exactly. for you to already you're still active, you're still playing, you're mm -hmm. still doing that, but you're building your next yeah. your next life, yeah. really. Mm -hmm. Huge, bro. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's that's the big thing. And you, I think you see like a lot of a lot of athletes and stuff like doing that, too, now. And especially because, you know, now, you know, social media and stuff is big and. And, you know, you see athletes having more of a platform on, on social media and everything like that. So they're kind of using their name to kind of build what's next and build, you know, a little bit of longevity there. Absolutely. Yeah. I like what I like about your story is like that self-sustainability, mm -hmm. you know, like yeah. go out to Finland, go out somewhere else, make my own shit, cut my own hair. Like yeah. to me, that shows that you're built for a lot of different situations and, and can not only survive but thrive yeah exactly you know? i think yeah i think that just comes with like you know ever since i was like a young kid i was like going to different places and and i had to like kind of be comfortable being on my own and stuff yeah you know like i have a family that's you know the most like loving and and supportive and everything like that um and you know i know that you know when i come back here they're always gonna ride for me and everything like that but then it's like you know i just i've gone to college i had to to learn how to like cook and everything and do all that stuff on my own i'm going over to europe and i was going to europe even when i was in um when i was in high school and stuff too so uh i think from a young age i had to kind of like learn you know how to to deal with certain things on my own um and i think that kind of ties into you know the way I'm, I'm building things with with the brand and everything like that now absolutely man you learn that there's really no limits yeah yeah you yeah. Know, you've already made it this damn far yeah beat already a lot of odds that's it bro that's it you just got to keep working at it real shit yeah with the barber business do you have your own shop or that like mobile so i have um like a little studio space set up at my house dope um but yeah eventually i want to uh have a space where whether it's like a little small shop or uh probably start off with a little small shop but then my dream is kind of like to have like a little mini warehouse where i have like you know like um the barbering business in there i have the clothing business in there and then eventually i've been talking to my friends and stuff and we, we want to do the soccer training and one of my boys does um personal training um so we want to have like you know like a little mini gym in there kind of like a one-stop shop for different things so for example like say a parent brings brings in their son to to get a haircut or something or to to do training um their son can be training and then they can be getting a haircut at the same time um that way they're not just sitting around and everything like that um, so yeah, kind of like a one-stop shop for different things. 
That's a great idea, bro. It kind of yeah. reminds me of what you said about Syracuse when everything yeah. was right there. Everything's yeah, building everything's your own right little there. college. Yeah, exactly. Just you know, that's and that's what I that's what we call it kicked up culture. So kicked up culture to us means like you know like being kicked up is like you know just being relaxed, chilling with your friends, and and you know having your feet kicked up or whatever it is, and then you know like for the culture. So like uh, you know creating our own little culture and our own little little environment. Yeah. Very cool, bro. And it's it's yours. Yeah, exactly. And then that's that's what it is. So I'm trying to make it so it's like, you know, me and my boys kind of uh, kind of thing. You know, like I've been uh, close with like my my main group of friends ever since I was younger, like since I was a baby, basically. So we've all grown up together and everything. And we've all, you know, fed off of one of each one another. And, uh, you know, this is something I want to in the future to for all of us to to tie in together amazing bro there's nothing yeah. better than like making money having success with people that yeah. you really care about exactly yeah what can beat that nah, nah i don't know not much <laughs> not much bro not much and you guys are all from brampton uh most of uh, some of us are from brampton and then some are from toronto and stuff so i yeah. asked that because brampton bro fascinates me like yeah. there's so much talent and so brampton. much talent it's, it's it's honestly crazy you look at just like alone in soccer like i think brampton's doing big things now in other sports like like basketball as well too but you look at soccer alone and i remember looking at this previous world cup and like i think like half the starting lineup was from brampton so it's crazy the amount of talent that comes out of brampton the amount of pro players that have come came out of brampton and stuff like that so um yeah brampton's definitely on the map it really is, bro. It's funny because Brampton has like a stigma, kind of. Yeah. But it's the place, like. Yeah, yeah. All everybody, the talent. Everybody comes from hates there. on Brampton, but I'm like, yo, how can you hate on Brampton when all the talent's coming from Brampton? Bro? It's crazy, bro. Yeah. Athletes, music, <laughs> yeah, fit, like everything, everything, man. man. It's everything. fucking nuts. Yeah. Soccer lifestyle, like you mentioned, you're more of a laid back guy. I could tell, obviously, yeah, kicked yeah, up yeah. all that. Is that? Like is soccer are soccer players fucking wild or is it more laid back? Uh, I think it's it's it's, it's a, a different mix, you know. Like I've definitely had some some um, teammates that are kind of wild and stuff like that, but I feel like most most soccer players are are pretty pretty relaxed and you know chill and stuff like that. I'll say one thing, like the 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 thing that uh, the stereotype is that the, the goalies are usually crazy. <laughs> you have to be crazy to go in net and get a, a bunch Facts. of balls shot at you and stuff like that. But so the goalies are usually crazy. Um, but yeah, like uh, I think for the most part, like soccer guys are pretty chill. Yeah, it's funny that you mentioned you're always into like fashion and hair because I always see the soccer players with their hair yeah. done like proper yep. for the game. Yep. <laughs> you know, big like fashion guys. Yeah, yeah. I, just, I was literally. Uh, recently been watching the the david beckham documentary and like the amount of hairstyles that this guy had like it's crazy bro it's like it's yeah insane. yeah and then like yeah like like guys like one of my favorite players is, is neymar and like neymar's had like a million different hairstyles and stuff like that so, so like hair like hairstyles and, and fashion is really big in in soccer yeah it really is neymar got hurt today no yeah 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 actually i think i was reading the news and he said i think it's torn acl so he's done for i don't even know like probably a good year and he's kind of getting up there in age too right? yeah he is he is getting up there in age so i don't know how this is going to affect the rest of his career but you know i feel like a lot of talented players are, are kind of dropping out young now too as well like ah. like hazard for example he's, he's retired now too and i think he was only like 30 32 33 or something like that do you think part of that's because they see so much more potential to do other things outside of soccer um i'm not sure i'm not sure what it is i think but i uh you know, I think with like guys like Neymar, um, he's had a lot of injury problems, but um, he's also you know one of those guys that he's already building like a brand outside of soccer because like yeah. he's he and he's been doing that ever since he he was young, right? So 
um, you know, you see those you see those top guys doing doing those things because they know like okay, soccer's only for a certain amount of time, and like I want that longevity, and they see that they can make a lot more money as well too um, from things like endorsements and all that stuff that come outside of soccer. So yeah, yeah, a lot more opportunity because I feel like the guys back in the day, like no before internet and before yeah. like unless you were the big big star, yeah, there wasn't a whole lot. Yeah, there wasn't a whole lot. I mean. I think like you know you see like things like like the Michael Jordan documentary and everything like that and that's kind of like what puts things on the map it's like I think every all the athletes are trying to go for like deals that set them up for life like that you know what yeah. I'm saying so um that's where you see like guys like Neymar going to uh leaving Nike and going to Puma because I think he thinks Puma is going to set him up you know like with a, a big deal like like that to set him up for life and like you know a guy like Michael Jordan has like He's not. He's good. His he, he's good. His, his kids Infinity are good. Money, like, man. Everybody's good, bro. Yeah, yeah, facts. Yeah, and even you saying that now like makes me excited about the your yeah, brand because yeah. yo, you start having other players. That's rocking what, yeah, your that's shit. what I'm like, saying. I'm trying to yeah, I'm trying to get out there and have uh, more people rocking it and like become like influencers and everything like that. And then you know like uh, I'm I want to look into eventually down the line. I want to look into like sponsoring teams and, yeah. and sponsoring players and stuff like that too as well. It's so interesting, bro. Like, like you said, like we, when you keep going, yeah, so many more opportunities come up. Doors really open. Yeah, exactly. That's it. You never know. Like, you never know what's what what can happen. You know, like I remember one day I was just sitting in my in my room and and my brother hits me up because his friend his friend works at Foot Locker and he's like, oh, like uh, this guy wants to have your have your brand in Foot Locker and I'm like, oh, okay, like bet, like let's do it. And then. So I, I, there was one weekend where I was two days in Foot Locker selling my clothes and stuff, and, like, that's the most sales I made in, in two days and everything like that. And, like, it was crazy. And it's, like, it's good because, like, you know, I know, like, all my friends and stuff are going to support the brand. They like the brand and stuff. But it's, it's nice to, like, go into, like, be selling out of a store and stuff, and then you just see random people come in, and they're, they're like, they weren't even going to, like, the Foot Locker stuff. They were coming to my stuff, and they were looking at my stuff and everything. They are like, trying it on and everything like that, buying it and stuff. So it's, like, it's nice to see, like, you know, like the uh, population that I don't really know, like connecting with my with my like designs and stuff. Hundred percent, bro. It is sometimes like as as strong as you might be, getting yeah. some validation is nice. You yeah, know? exactly. Like, oh exactly. shit, it's not just my my baby. Yeah, it's other not. People yeah, fuck like, with it too. No matter what, like I put out whatever I put out, I love it. But it's nice to see like other people, like you know, like connecting and 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 loving the brand and and the message and stuff too. Absolutely, bro. Yeah. You got any other pop ups planned? Um. I might do so. I know FTF, uh, so First Touch Football, um, they do a Boxing Day like soccer tournament thing. Uh, I did a pop up there last year, um, and uh, maybe I'll do it again to, uh, this year. Um, so that's probably one to look out for on Boxing Day. Uh, it's in Mississauga um, at, where is it? Mississauga at one of the indoor domes. Uh, I think it's like Missis the school, like Mississauga Secondary School or something. Okay, like that. Um, gotta pull up. Yeah, so I think uh, I think maybe I'll do that one. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to do more and more pop ups. Um, I did one last year as well too, at an um, uh, event in Toronto called uh, Raw, which is like a raw artist. A, yeah, raw artist. Yeah, yeah. So Been that that one I was in there. Uh, with my brother because my brother's a photographer as well so he was showing off his his photography and then I was uh, doing the clothing aspect to it um, so yeah I did that one last year as well so I want to I want to continue to to go into those ones as well. smart man you're touching different demographics too yeah yeah exactly artists footlocker yeah dome yeah all different kinds man that's it bro that's it 
fuck with that question I had for you, bro. As a and tough question, but hear what you think. As a soccer player, what was the biggest challenge you, you you felt like you faced, man? There had to be some tough times. Um, you know, obviously, I, I think it's just, um, you know, when you're when you're in like this line of work, it's like you have. There's gonna be like ups and downs. Like nobody just has like, you know, even like the top top footballers and stuff like that like nobody has just like a a career that just keeps going up and up and up you know what i'm saying like everybody has a point where where they have like downtime so like with me like throughout my career i've had a lot of injuries and stuff like that and like it's easy to just you know like get down on yourself and like you know you lose that confidence because you know one day you're playing really well and then the next day you're injured and it's just like all right now i'm out for two weeks or now i'm out for a month or now i'm out for two months you know so like it's uh it's it's sad because all you want to do is be on the field playing and be healthy and everything like that. Um, so I think that's one of the things that I've had to learn how to, how to face and, and deal with and, and keep like a positive mindset to it. Um, and then, yeah, like uh, I remember, what was it? A few years ago I had, uh, I think, no, I think it was like 2019. Um, I remember I started off the season really well and then kind of, but I, I started off the season playing really well, but I wasn't scoring. And then I found myself on the bench. And then uh, one of my boys came up to me that was played on the team. Shout out Kwame. Um, he came up to me and he's like, yo, like you just got to keep a positive mindset. Everybody knows you can play. Everybody knows what you can do. Um, but just keep a positive mindset because like the longer you dwell on it, like it's just going to hurt you. You know what I'm saying? So once you keep that positive mindset, like your confidence will come back and, you know, you'll play better and everything like that. So um, I think that's something that like, you know, I had to I had to learn throughout my career. That's some real shit, bro. I like that advice he gave you, yeah. man. Yeah. When, when you think you're shit, yeah. then you keep playing like That's shit. That's it, bro. Once you get down on yourself, you're just going to keep making mistakes because you're going to be in your own head, right? Yeah. So if you keep that positive mindset and you just, you know, you just focus on the next the next move, the next thing, um, you know, you're going to have some success. And, you know, Kwame, it's, it's, so, it's so funny coming that coming from him because, like, that, that guy just walks around with a smile on his face all the time. So contagious yeah exactly exactly so you know you need you need you need those people in your life and then you know like that's a that's a lesson i had to learn good for you bro yeah. appreciate you sharing that too yeah. what what was the main injury that you dealt with um for me the main injuries i've been dealing with are like more muscle related so like hamstrings and stuff like that um i've torn my quad too oh, um so yeah like I've had a I've had a few injuries, um, but bro, you know, a like, torn quad seems yeah, crazy. Yeah, man. it's it's not a it's not a fun thing. Um, that kept me out for for most of last year, um, and then I had to to work back from that. Um, but you know, like I just keep I just keep pushing and keep coming back, and you know, I try to get as much uh, games and playing time and and stuff like that as I can, um, because you know I know that eventually it's gonna be over, bro eventually it's going to be over and i just want to look back and be like you know i did i did everything i could i respect yeah. it bro i respect it uh, it's impossible question but like do you have a, a amount of time that you want to keep playing until yeah i mean bro, like i would play until the legs fall off yeah, you know yeah. what i'm saying so yeah. um you know obviously when you look at soccer players and you look at like how long or or when they when they retire on average it's like you know if you're if you're lucky enough like mid 30s um and some uh, most like also retire like early 30s but you know i would i would keep playing until until i can't play anymore bro 
It's a good answer, man. Yeah, That's exactly. a very, very good answer, bro. I keep thinking about a torn quad, man. That sounds like <laughs> it's torture. Not, it's man. not fun, bro. It is. It is not fun. It's not fun because you could do certain things, but once you like, once you start kicking the ball or, or something like that, you're just like, yeah, like I, I'm not good. I'm not good to play right now. Facts, bro. Are you yeah. a wrestling fan by any chance? Random question. Wrestling fan? Not really. Not really. One of my favorite wrestlers tore his quad, yeah. and like you see his face, just yeah. pure agony, yep. bro. I'm like, holy yep. fuck it's 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 insane bro because yeah like just like i remember how mine happened i was just it was literally a routine just kicked i just kicked the ball felt a little pop and i'm just like yeah that's not good and like i could train like i could do certain things but then once you start to like ramp things up and stuff you're just like nah like i can't i'm not 100 percent. like yeah you feel you know? it yeah and like the, if, if you just keep playing on it it's just gonna get worse and worse and like yeah it's not a it's not a good look Playing hurts common, though, right? Like, you're always pretty banged up. Yeah, I mean, you get banged up and stuff like that. But, like, I feel like, you know, you're sore. Like, after you train or after you play and stuff, you're sore. But then, like, the next day, like, once you get that, once the ball's in front of you again, you're just like, all right, I'm ready to go. Adrenaline. Yeah, exactly. Adrenaline kicks in, and you're just like, all right, this is what I do. That's the difference between an injury, right? Like, an injury. An injury, you know, like, yeah, you're just like, yeah, I can't do this. And, like, yeah, like, but, like, soreness and little, little fatigue and soreness, like, there's a there's a fine line between it and like that's what like a lot of players need to learn is like you know like you're gonna be sore and you're gonna be bruised up you're gonna be banged up but that's all a part of the game you know so yeah. do you feel like that's something where it, maybe there's like a disconnect like a younger generation maybe yeah I feel like I feel like a lot of uh, I feel like a lot of the younger generation um, you know they they. I don't know. I wouldn't say like they complain or something, like that, but I've I've seen like young players like complain and be like, yeah, like we're training a lot or or you know like I'm I'm exhausted or like you know I'm I'm banged up. I need like a day off or two days off or something like that. But they need to realize like now you're in a professional environment. Like this is your job. This is how you pay the bills. And you know you have to train and you have to win games and stuff. Um, and you have to show up every day and you know with the mindset that like I'm gonna get better uh, this day and this day and this day. So. I feel like yeah, a lot of young players need to need to learn that, um, and I think like you know like if you learn that, if you're able to learn that from a young age, you'll have a lot of success. I like how you put that. Like yo, this is your job now, man. Yeah, that's it, bro. This is it's your job now. So like you got to realize like when it's when it's you know when winning is on the line and and titles are on the line and you know like money is involved and all that stuff. Like this is your job and. You know, they're like teams are always looking for that next player that's, you know, going to fill your position. So you have to show up every day and and show them that like this, you're the best option for them. You Real know? shit. Yeah. It's a game, but it's not really. Exactly. At exactly. At this point, it's like, bro, like you obviously like I don't I, I like when young players ask me, I always say, yo, like first thing is you, you have to have fun. You have to enjoy playing and stuff because that's how, that's how you're going to play your best. Um, but at the same time, you have to have in the back of your head that like you have to get the job done. Yeah, yeah. You, it comes with a lot of fucking sacrifice. Yeah, man. it does. It does. Like you have to, you have to sacrifice a lot. Like I remember, like even even my family says like all that's asked me all the time. Like my cousins and everything, they're like, okay, are you gonna be here for Christmas? Are you gonna be here for this holiday or whatever? I'm like, half the holidays, like half the year, I'm missing because you know we're traveling and I'm playing games and stuff like that. Um, and most of the time, I only see my fam, like my extended family, on Christmas. So it comes, yeah, it definitely comes with a lot of sacrifice. Like you obviously can't do everything that like normal normal people are doing, like going out and all that stuff. Like yeah, you can you can go out or whatever. You can have a drink here and there, but like it's like you can't you know you can't go out and party and everything like that because you have a game like every week. You know what I'm saying? So um, so it's definitely like a lot a lot of a lot of sacrifice. 
those are the conversations I love to have, bro. Because someone could look at you and be like, "Oh, sick, played in Finland. Yeah, sick brand. All the probably yeah. mad girls, like yeah. all this shit." But you also had all those fucking nights of practice that's and it. training. Yeah, that's and it. Everybody's like, everybody's like, "Oh, you have so much fun. You get to go to this place and this place, and like you get to go like spend time in in like Mexico or wherever it is." Like I'm like, yeah, like I'm I'm going to these places, but you got to realize like I'm not enjoying like like being on the beach or, or whatever like it is like i'm there like training and you know like i don't get to just go sit on a beach and, and drink pina coladas and, and all yeah. that stuff or, all day and whatever like i'm there training and, and working out and everything like that and playing games um and that's like the bulk of what we're doing and then like if i'm not doing that like i'm in the hotel we're doing meetings we're uh we're stretching and all that stuff we're like hydrating and making sure we're good for the next day and stuff so like like when you go on like away trips it's like Rather than it becoming like a, like when you're home, it's like a whatever, like four hour, five hour day, whatever, like you're training and you, you have lunch and you stretch and all that stuff and you work out. And then, but when you go on the road, it's like, it becomes like a 24 hour thing. You know, you're in meetings late at night, you're having your, your meals and all that stuff. You're doing stretching, you're doing the gym sessions, you're, you're out training on the field and everything. So like, like, yeah, the, the way trips, the way trips are harder than being home. <laughs> hundred percent bro that's real shit that's like work travel yeah it's not it's not it's not it's fun because you make it fun yeah it's fun because you know you're you're with your boys you're around your team and everything like that you're obviously experiencing a a new uh a new place and stuff but it it, it comes with like a lot of a lot of work and a lot of does bro even i was on a i I don't do a physical job i have a desk job but i was away last week and i'm like fuck bro just like four or five days of eating out yeah you know you don't have your bed yeah like, bro. it's, it's like, not your shower yeah, when you're when you're <laughs> away from home for extending periods of time like that like it's not enjoyable bro yeah bro. and it's you're not. working the whole time like, exactly exactly it's not it's, it's not real man i like that you brought that up bro because again i think right now it's a very like instagram time tiktok yeah. time like yeah clout you know yeah everybody and, just posts it and stuff that's know, not even real just posting the good life and you know it's all nice bro but a lot of shit comes with that yeah, like, exactly exactly you know so even someone like beckham like how far he's come yeah he worked his ass off for yeah. it you know yeah that's Very it bro. you gotta work and you'll you'll see some success 100 percent, bro we talked a little bit about coaching if a kid were to come to you and be like chris i wanna i wanna make it man yeah. Give me some advice. What would be like a a fucking like golden rule for them? Like if you, if you're not committed to this, it's not going to work. Um honestly, I feel like I mean, I've touched upon it already, but like I feel like just to reiterate, I think like the number one thing I tell kids is like is like number one, you have to enjoy it. You have to play with a smile on your face, you have to enjoy it. And but at the same time I say like if your time doesn't like you see, for example, you see like other people around you like having success at a at a younger age and stuff like that, it's like your that might not be your time to have a uh, a lot of success. Your your time might come a few a few years later. So like for example, like for me, I had a lot of uh, success when I was younger. You know, like U seventeen national team, U twenty national team, and stuff like that. But then you know, and then the guys that were on my team. Like I was the one having the most of the success, and then later on they started having the su- success. And um, I've seen guys like not play professionally until they're like 25, 26 years old. So you got to keep working at it. You never know when you know the opportunity is going to come up, and like you just got to keep working and like um, you know working to make sure that when the opportunity comes, you're ready. 
So I think like yeah, like that's that's my number one thing is mainly like have fun, enjoy the enjoy the the brand of football that you're playing because obviously you know the way you play is it represents you. So enjoy the brand of football that you're playing, and then also is just you know work your ass off and and be ready for when your opportunity comes because there will be a time when when that opportunity comes. Real shit, bro. I think you could take that just for life in general. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Love that. And that's a, that's the thing too. Like I feel like soccer teaches you so much about life and and vice versa. So, yeah. Wise words from the man, bro. <laughs> Wise words from the man. Before we wrap up, I just like general questions. What kind yeah, yeah. of uh, fashion trends are you feeling right now, bro? How are you feeling about uh, the game? I don't. Um, I don't know. I mean, like, I wear a lot of my my own stuff, which is like basically. Great like, I'm, I'm into the. I'm into like the oversized look too, the vintage style. Um, I'm into. Yeah, I'm really big on the vintage. The vintage style right now, especially going to Europe too and stuff. I'm. I'm. I've always. I've always fucked with European style clothing and everything like that. Um, uh, yeah, I think like that's. Yeah, that's like the kind of style I'm, I'm into right now is the vintage, the thrifting and everything like that because I feel like fashion, it's not about just like, you know, like, oh, I'm going to wear Louis Vuitton or I'm going to wear Gucci or like all the name brands, like the luxury stuff. I think it's like you truly know fashion and you truly have some like s- some sense of style when you can like put together like different different pieces from different places and stuff like that not not things that are just like you know luxury and and cost like two hundred dollars or whatever it is like i think if you if you can if you can go to like if you can go to walmart and put together an outfit i I say you have style bro real shit that's (laughs) facts bro i say that all the time like anyone can buy an expensive outfit bro you gotta wear that shit. exactly bro the clothes can't wear you you wear the clothes that's it and then it's like you gotta you gotta know obviously your your body type and your like you know what i'm saying like yeah and how something looks on you and obviously there's so many things that go into it and um but yeah like if you can put together different different items and stuff like that then that's that's what fashion is to me well said, bro. Yeah. And Toronto right now is going crazy with like the vintage clothes. Yeah, yeah, it's real one big. Of the biggest it's, cities. It's real, real big right now. You see a lot of like different um, thrift stores and everything like that, and like obviously all the reselling and and stuff like that. So yeah, it's it's definitely a vibe right now. It's a time, man. It's yeah. a time. Fuck, bro. I really appreciated uh, this conversation. Yeah, I learned sure. a lot. Had a lot of fun. Anything you want to promote? Plug. Yeah, I mean, uh, you guys could follow the brand um, at Kicked Up Culture uh, on Instagram, TikTok. Um, so it's spelled K I C K D, so no E in Kicked, and then U P Culture. Um, and then, yeah, follow me uh, at Chris Nanko. Um, Nanko is spelled N A N C O. Um, and yeah, that's, I mean, that's me. Uh, you know my guy appreciate yeah. you bro shout out jordan hibbert man yeah Setting shout out hibbs up. bro shout out hibbs real day one. one bro day oh. one real shout out man but yo chris nanko i appreciate you bro shout out kicked up culture might have to cut my hair one yeah, of these bro, days bro make that happen at me, bro. versatile vigilante like comment subscribe let's get it man